With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn. Music by the King's Band and Billy Mills Orchestra. time for me to thank those of you who have written recently to thank us for keeping Fibber McGee and Molly on the air. Your letters have been very much appreciated by our sponsors, the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, and by all of us here on the show. We sincerely hope this program will continue to entertain you every Tuesday night for the entire duration and long after. The makers of Johnson's Wax feel a distinct obligation to continue the show. In spite of such problems as packaging, labor and material shortages, that every manufacturer has to contend with these days. In spite of the large volume of special Johnson's wax finishes that are going directly or indirectly into war work, the management of S.C. Johnson & Son have made it clear to all of us that the program should be made as helpful as possible to the war effort, not only as entertainment, but also as a means of giving you valuable service information. We shall certainly carry on with that thought in our minds. the difference between truth and rumor? A truth has only one father, but a rumor is adopted by thousands. We will now witness some adoption proceedings by the squire of 79 Whistle Vista, who is walking along minding his own business. Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. Now he's on the menu as barbecue beef. Hey, McGee! Wait a minute! Hey, McGee! Oh, hi, Joe. What's the matter? Look, McGee, you know what I just heard? No. Well, I just heard that we're going to have a microphone in the dome. And he was talking about us. He was talking about us. He was talking about us. My gosh, Joe. Are you sure? Absolutely. Not many people know it. I'm only telling a few of my best friends. Gee whiz. Well, thanks a lot, Joe. I'll see you later. Hey, Molly! Molly, where are you? 
Hey, Molly. What's the matter, McGee? What are you so excited? Hey, give me some money, quick. Come on, hurry up. Give me some money. I gotta run down and buy a flock of trusses. Come on. Come on, hurry up. Hurry up. But why? You don't need a truss. I know, but a guy just told me they're freezing them at midnight. <laughs> Dear, for goodness sake, calm yourself. Huh? If we're going to rush out and buy things we don't need just because there might be a shortage of them, why don't we stock up on Flandeckers? We got lots of... What's a Flandecker? Oh, that's a little gadget that fits over the mouth of a rumor monger to keep him from blowing his top. <laughs> now, come on down the basement. I need your help. Doing what? The washing machine has gone haywire. Oh. It's throwing laundry all over the cellar. And it hit me in the face with the shirt. <clears throat> One of my good shirts? Never mind the shirt. Have a little sympathy for me. Now, come on. What seems to be the matter with the washing machine? Well, after serious consideration, I've come to the conclusion that it won't run. Oh. <laughs> Shucks, I'll have this thing running in no time. Now, let me see. Hmm. Gearbox probably needs adjusting. Where's the monkey wrench? I don't know. Anyway, I tried adjusting the gearbox. I don't think that's it. I think this machine is just dying of old age. Impossible. It was guaranteed for a lifetime. Sure, and the company that made it went out of business in 1912. <laughs> this particular model went out of style with a mustache cup and the ankle-length bathing suit. <laughs> well, let me take a whirl at her. Where's the switch? Right there on the side. I got it. Let's see. Oh! oh. Hey. Look out, McGee. It's all coming apart. It's drawing wheels. I just remembered where I left the monkey wrench. Where? In the gearbox. Boy, it sure is a wreck now. Oh, Superman couldn't put this back together now. I haven't seen so many crooked parts since my nearsighted uncle sold his barbershop. <laughs> well, what do we do now? Just stand here and wait, I guess. <laughs> That's a cinch. I better get these parts together and see if a repairman can make sense out of them. Give me something to wrap them up in. Here. Here's the newspaper, dearie. Thanks. I'll take them downtown and see if I can find... What's the matter? Look in this newspaper you give me. Here's an ad in the classified. For sale. Electric washing machine by a woman in good condition. <laughs> With ringing and ironing attachments. <laughs> Must sell before April 1st. April 1st? Hey, that's the day after tomorrow. Says telephone, Mrs. J. Benchley Mucks. Wistful Vista, 9807. Heavenly day. Talk about coincidences. Well. If this happened on the radio, the listeners would just sneer, wouldn't they? <laughs> yes. Well, there's a power that watches over me, baby. Come on, let's get on the phone. Here. I hope we're in time, McGee. You know, these days, no washing machine is going to stand around wringing its pillowcases from lonesomeness. Don't worry. Providence didn't put that paper under my nose just to let somebody else beat me to it. Hand me the phone. Here. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me Wistful Vista. Hand me that newspaper, man. Okay. Wistful Vista, 9-8-0. Is that you, Mert? <laughs> we haven't got time for that now. We've How's every get... little thing, Mert? There's that. What's that, Mert? Your sister. Studying to be a what? A gunner? What on earth for, McGee? The sailor she's going with wants to be a gunner's mate. <laughs> hey, Mert, give me 9807, will you? Huh? This 
disconnected. I warned you, McGee. There's been so many calls, she shut off her phone. Well, look, Mert, uh, what's the address of that phone number? Oh, I know you ain't allowed to, Mert, but gee, where's this? Huh? She is? Okay, Mert, thanks a lot. Come on, Molly, get your hat. Did she give you the address? No, they ain't allowed to, but she says the party that had that phone was always calling up Jimmy Sales Grocery. They'll know. Oh, good. Wait just a minute while I put my face on. I'll be with you in a jiffy, dearie. Hey, wear an old dress, Molly. We don't want them to think we can pay too much for this washer. I can wear my newest one and still get 40% off. <laughs> ah, there's a good kid. I bust her washing machine all to pieces and she never says a word. <laughs> just gives me a dirty look and lets it go at that. <laughs> if I ever have it... Ah, oh, dear. Come in. Oh, hello, little girl. Now, I haven't got time to stand around and fan the breeze with you today. Mrs. McGee and I are going out. Where? Is it any of your business? No. Well, then, if you don't mind... If it was, I'd know where, I bet you. Huh? Hmm? I said... Look, sis, now, I'm very busy today, so why don't you just tuck your little skull between your sinuses and hit the grit? <laughs> okay, mister. But I thought maybe you'd help me with my arithmetic a little bit. Why don't you ask your old... your father? I did, mister. My daddy says after what he went through on March 15th, he didn't want to see any figures for the rest of the year. <laughs> including Paulette Goddard, Rita Hayworth, and Veronica Puddle. That's Veronica Lake. Well, my daddy knew her when she was little. Oh. <laughs> what problem you stuck on? I'm not stuck on any of them, I betcha. I hate them all. <laughs> well, so do I. So now you better run along before Mrs. McGee... Hey, have you got time to guess a poodle, mister? A poodle? What's a poodle? Well, it's a riddle you can't get through your noodle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Why does Preston Roosevelt smoke cigarettes in a long black hole? Hmm? Why does he? Hmm? I give up. Because a cigarette is a smoke, and where there's smoke, there's fire, and where there's a fire, there's LaGuardia, and LaGuardia is a mare, and a mare is a horse, and a horse eats grass, and grass is green, and green is for Irishmen, and an Irishman is Pat, and a Pat talks to a mic, and so is Fred and Roosevelt. <laughs> Yeah, but why does he smoke cigarettes in a long black holder? To keep the smoke out of his eyes, silly.
I meet. And get a load of Jimmy, laughing his uh, head off. He probably got him so nervous he's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Can we see you a minute, Mr. Sale? <laughs> Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> look at him. Just look at him. <laughs> I am. I, I, I am, Jimmy, but what's the joke? Oh, spending all their precious coupons to load up on chumps and steaks and roasts. No, but half of them never ate me twice a week in their lives. That's <laughs> 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 so funny. <laughs> funny to me, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> well, look, Jimmy. If you can control yourself a minute, we want some information. We're trying to buy a washing machine. I'm oh, not the washing machine business, the key, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> no, but look. <laughs> There's an ad in the paper, uh, Jimmy, about a woman who wants to sell one, and the telephone operator told us you knew her. It's Mrs. J. Benchley Mouse. Yeah, where does she live, Jimmy? Where does she live? <laughs> oh, she doesn't trade with me anymore. She gave a dinner for the British ambassador once, and I wouldn't put silk knee breeches on the lamb chops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you must know where she lives. No, she never had a charge account. Well, the delivery boy must know. Oh, he probably does, McGee. Well, let's ask him. Where is he? <laughs> in Guadalcanal, I believe, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> Come on. But I can give you a clue. Mrs. J. Benchley Mokes is a good friend of Mrs. Huffington's. Oh. <laughs> well, she'll tell her. Much obliged, Jimmy. Come on, Molly. It would be just our luck not to find Abigail at home. Uh, she's so snobby, she probably won't admit knowing anybody who owns a washing machine. Now, listen, Abigail isn't so bad, McGee. Oh, no. That old dame is so high-toned, she snores like a flute. Oh, I mind one time that... Yes? Yes, what? Whom did you wish to see? <laughs> Look, Snarkins, or whatever your name is. Pigeon, tow your little way into the drawing room and tell old lady Uppington to draw herself out to the front door. We want to see her. Thank you, sir. And whom shall I announce? Why don't you try announcing Lum and Abner? That'd be quite a contrast for you. Thank you. I shall inform Mrs. Uppington that Mrs. Lum and Edna wish to see her. <laughs> he ought to study with Dale Carnegie about how to win friends and keep from getting beat up on a dark night. Butlers like him are born, Molly. That codfish expression is hereditary. <laughs> I'll bet if she... Oh, hello there, Abigail. Well, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? And Mr. McGee. Hi, Uppy. What a surprise this is. <laughs> Remington told me that Vic and Sade or Amos and Andy or someone wished to see me. No, Lum and Abner, Abigail. Oh. And look, we're on the trail of a washing machine. Now, do you know a woman named Mrs. J. Benchley Mulk? Oh, my dear. I know Mrs. J. Benchley Mulk like my old sister. Oh, gee, you do? Well, who is she? She is my sister. <laughs> Well, where does she live, Uppy? We got to contact her right away. She had an ad in the paper to sell a washing machine. My goodness. She didn't tell me she was back in town. She usually winters in hot springs, you know. Oh, no, we didn't know. Where does she usually spring? Yeah. <laughs> Let us know where she's going to fall, too. We'll throw a pillar down for her. No kidding, Uppy. Where does she live? Really, Miss McGee, I haven't the faintest idea. She takes a new apartment every time she comes back to town, and I haven't heard from her yet, but... Isn't the address in the advertisement? No, just a phone number, and it's disconnected. She probably had so many phone calls, she shut it off. Have any days? We've just got to get that washing machine, Abigail. Oh, I have an idea, my dear. Her chauffeur lives at 916 Oak Street. He or his wife will know where she is. Oh, your sister looked like you, Uppy? Yes, she is my type, I should say. Serious and robust. Oh, we have one of their catalogs. I'd know her in a minute. <laughs> Come on, McGee, let's go. Yeah, 
Ted. How do you do? We're looking for a washing machine, and we were told that Mrs. J. Benchley Mock Chauffeur would... You're looking for a what? A washing machine. Washing machine. One of them things that stands in the basement and washes your clothes. Sure, it rings them out, too. Yes, and irons them. We want to buy it. You want to what? Buy it. Buy it. Is it for sale? For sale? Sir, you're speaking of the woman I love. Hey, I got an idea. Wilcox. What about him? He knows every woman in town from Solomon Johnson's glow coat. He'll know how to find Mrs. J. Benchley Maltz. Good day. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hello. What can I do for you? Oh, how do you like that? What could he do for us? Look, Junior. I, uh, I'm afraid you have the advantage of me, sir. Have we met? Have you met? Why, you've been bumping noses every week for eight years. <laughs> what goes on here? Who is it, Paul, and what do they want? Who's that? That's my brother, Harlow. Well, then, uh, who are you? I'm Paul Wilcox. Well, I'll be... Are you guys twins? Well, yes, but we're not identical twins. Harlow likes nutmeg in his malted milk, and I like cinnamon. <laughs> be a lot of trouble going to the drugstore to find out who is who, huh? Who is it, Paul? Uh, who is it? Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Fiver McGee, Paul. It's Mr. and Mrs. McGee, Harlow. What do they want? Uh, what was it you wanted? <laughs> uh, can little Harlow come out for a minute? <laughs> no, no, he's, uh, <laughs> he's taking a shower. Anything I can do for you? Won't you come in? No, thank you, Paul. We're trying to find a Mrs. J. Benchley Malk. She advertised a washing machine for sale, and, uh... Hey, Harlow, they're trying to find a Mrs. Malk. Oh, she's the one I told you about, Paul. Sell Fibber and Molly. Who? Fibber and Molly. <laughs> Fibber and Molly, that's Mr. and Mrs. McGee. Oh, uh, yes, Harlow was telling me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Harlow was telling me about a Mrs. Maltz this morning. It seems that she had just been in her new place a very few days, and a linoleum was in pretty bad shape. And Harlow was telling her how Johnson's self-polishing glow coat would make it look practically new again, and bring out the original colors and how it would look Yes, nice. yes, yes. We know about glow coat, Paul. Yeah. These guys are certainly twins, all right. <laughs> they only got one subject of conversation between them. But where does Mrs. Maltz live? Well, I'll ask Harlow in just a minute. But I wanted to tell you how happy Mrs. Maltz was with Johnson's glow coat. Oh, Harlow said that when she discovered that you could just pour out a few drops, spread it around, let it dry in 20 minutes or less, to a beautiful, protective, dust-and-damp-proof finish... Harlow said she was just ecstatic. Look, mm. Paul, never mind what Harlow said. Where does Mrs. Mulks live? We've got to see yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I know it's somewhere in this neighborhood. I'll ask Harlow. Uh, say, Harlow. Yes, Paul? Uh, where does Mrs. Mulks live? Uh, search me, Paul. Huh? That won't take long if he's in the shower. <laughs> I lost Paul here someplace. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want, Al? What do you mean you don't know where Mrs. Monks lives, Harlow? Paul said you were telling her all about glow coat. I was. She called me on the telephone. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll have to canvas the neighborhood. Well, thanks anyway, Harlow. Uh, Paul. <laughs> don't mention it, folks. Goodbye. Goodbye, Paul. So long, Harlow. Goodbye. <laughs>
Yes? Does Mrs. J. Benchley Marks live here? Yes. Hot dog at last. Has she got a washing machine for sale, bud? Yes. Is it in good condition? Yes. Well, will she take ten bucks for it? Yes. What? She will? Yes. Uh, what make washing machine is it, bud? Yes. What? Yes. Now, look, bud. Uh, oh, this must be Mrs. Moats. Now, look, Mrs. Moats. I am not Mrs. Moats. I am Mrs. Fatowski. And don't pay any attention to what my husband says. He's just learning English, and all he can say is yes. Come, Stanislaus. Yes. <laughs> Old-timer, we didn't even know you lived here. We're looking for a Mrs. J. Benchley Mulks. Mrs. J. Benchley Mulks, eh? Tall, heavy-set gal with gray hair, drinks gin all day, belongs to the Book of the Month Club. Is that her? No, that's my sweetheart, Bessie. <laughs> this Mulks woman anything like her? We don't know. We, 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 we never met her, old-timer. All we know is she lives somewhere in this neighborhood. Yes, I don't know her. Sorry, kid. Oh, that's all right, Mr. Old-timer. Say, are you and Bessie married now? Not yet, daughter. Bessie ain't back yet. Bessie isn't back from where? Africa. What oh. on earth is Bessie doing in Africa? Matter of fact, daughter, we ain't sure it is Africa. Oh. Might be Alaska, Iceland, Solomon Islands, or Texas. Well, wherever she is, how'd she get there? Flew. Well, what's she doing wherever she is? Probably kicking her heels and hollering her head off, daughter. What? You see, she was working on an airplane out of the factory, and she must have welded herself into a wing. <laughs> Mister, for three days. We don't know where she is now. Well, hope to find the king's men sing, I'm an old cow hand. Step beside you, ornery tender feet, whilst the sings my song. I'm an old cow Cowboy who never saw a plow, never roped a steer, never milked a cow, and I sure ain't fixing to start in now. Yippee, I owe Kaye. Yippee, I owe I punch cattle when they're fried in the pan. I can hardly tell beef from pork, except on Tuesday. The only leather I ever pulled was in the subway in New York.
Only two houses to go, Molly. Only two more in the block. The search is narrowing down. Yeah, so are my hips. Which is the only good thing I can say for this expedition. Let's let it go, McGee. No, sir, I'm going to get that washing machine. I ain't going to let my own wife slave away over a scrubbing board. Besides, we haven't got a scrubbing board. Oh, that's a very sweet Hey, story. look, here comes the mail girl, the baguette. She ought to know where everybody lives around here. Hey, sis. Hello, Mr. McGee. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, dear. Say, will you do us a favor? We're trying to find a Mrs. Mulks. Mrs. J. Benchley Mulks? That's the one, sis. That's the one. I remember the name because she gets such a lot of mail. Well, tell us quick where she is. Well, I really don't know, Mrs. McGee. Why, doggone it, sis. How can you deliver her mail if you don't know where she lives? I don't deliver it. She picks it up at general delivery. Uh, Well, nice to see you. Good day. Oh, dear, I'm beginning to feel like a 90-year-old quiz kid, McGee. Let's stop asking people questions and go on home. No, we're too close to the end of the chase now. Only two houses to go. Let's try this one first. Why, I know who lives here. Who? Mr. Wimple. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee. Won't you come in? No, thanks, Wimp. we got to keep going. Look, do you know where a Mrs. Malks lives? Mrs. J. Benchley Malks. Why, of course I do, Mrs. McGee. Oh, fine. Minnie Mulks is in one of Sweetie Face's physical torture classes. You mean physical culture, Wimp? I know what I mean, Mrs. <laughs> My goodness. You should see all those women in their sweaters and bloomers lined up doing their exercises. Mm-hmm. I took a candid camera picture of them once through a window. Say, I'd like to see a print of that sometime, Mr. Wimple. Oh, I haven't got the negative anymore, Mrs. McGee. Oh. The ladies chipped in and bought it from me for $200. Isn't photography fascinating? My wimp. Why, that's blackmail. (laughs) Yes. Say, is your wife home now, Mr. Wimple? Yes, Mrs. McGee. But I don't think you can see her now. She's under the piano. Under the piano? Yes. She picked it up to throw at me this morning, and her foot slipped, and she fell down, and the piano fell on top of it. Oh. Heavenly days, Mr. Rimble. Why don't you do something about it? Oh, I'm going to, Mrs. McGee. Just as soon as I finish working on my stamp collection. <laughs> but you wanted to know where Mrs. Mulks lived, didn't you? Yes, we did, Wimp. She's advertising a washing machine for sale, and we want it. Does she live near here? Oh, indeed she does. Well, where? Where, Mr. Wimple? Right here. She wants our front room upstairs. Oh, oh my gosh. I'll call it. Oh, Mrs. Mulks, somebody to see you. Yes? Mrs. Mulks? Yes? Mrs. Mulks, this is Mrs. Phoebe McGee. Mrs. McGee, this is Mrs. Mulks. Mrs. Mulks, this is Mr. McGee. Mr. McGee, this is Mrs. Mulks. Have I left anybody out? <laughs> How do you do? How do you do, I'm sure. Now, look, Mulkey. Uh, we we want to buy your washing machine. My what? Your washing machine that you advertise in the paper. Show the paper, dearie. Here, here, here's your ad right here. You, you see, you say you got to sell it before April 1st. Are we in time? Uh, well, no, Mr. McGee. Oh. You're just a little late. Oh. Uh, if you look at the date on that paper, it's March 28th, 1941. Oh, yeah. When you put a beautiful piece of linoleum down on your kitchen or bathroom floor, what do you say to yourself? I wish it would always look this nice, or maybe I hope it wears forever. Chances are that's what you think, even if you don't say it. Now, suppose you already know all about how Johnson's self-polishing glow coat protects linoleum. Then what would you say? Probably something like this. I know this linoleum will always look nice, 
and will wear practically forever because I'm going to protect it regularly with Johnson's Glow Coat. And you might add, if you wanted to, because Glow Coat makes linoleum last six to ten times longer. Keeps the colors bright and fresh besides saving me hours of work. No, you wouldn't be exaggerating things a bit. Johnson's self-polishing glow coat does all these things and more. It needs no rubbing or buffing. That's why it's called self-polishing. Yes? Isn't bluing supposed to make clothes white? Yeah. Well, then you've got the wrong kind. I've used three bottles, and these sheets are getting darker all the time. Three bottles? Good night. Good night. Good night, all. The characters of the old-timer and Wallace Wimple heard on this program were played by Bill Thompson. This is Paul, or Harlow Wilkes, speaking to the makers of Johnson's Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This program has come to you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs>